Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Yo, it's the Green Machine. Gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah, everybody let's move. Vanilla is filled with a new jack food. Gonna rock and roll the place with the power of the Ninja Turtle Base. Iceman, you know I'm not playing. Devastate the show what the turtles are saying. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host and my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You sound like you have a retainer. As I started to drool, so- no, and you which I always do after sweet tart in your mouth. I eat sweet tarts. They're so good. We started recording. <laughs> They're so good. We gotta put them in your mouth when you're about to talk for an hour and a half. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do. It is January 8th, 2020. Oh Happy New Year. Happy New Year, um, 2020. Our first time recording, our first time covering movies in the new year, the new decade. If you're new here... Wow, we really started with a... We still, we're starting with a bang. We're getting four out right bang, now. Bang or... I guess we'll get there. If you're new here, every single week we watch a random movie, or as today's... Uh, podcast would attest a series of movies, <laughs> or they're randomly selected, or they're nominated, or they're special. We got nine different gimmicks going on right now. Look, sometimes we'll just watch a movie just because. We watch movies. We talk about it. We have fun. We're married. Yes. Uh, at the top, want to remind everybody that we are currently in the process of divorce. Oh, no, no, just kidding. Samantha. <laughs> in the process of nom- of having movies up for nomination. For our annual award show, the Mullet Awards, recapping the best and the worst of 2019. If you go to arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets, I've been telling everyone the wrong uh, website for the past like two, three weeks, but it's arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets. What have you been saying? I've been saying like Mullet Awards between here and Potswell or whatever. But um, you can vote there. Um, Please get your votes in. I already got a lot of votes in. Want more votes in. We got about another, when you know, this is airing another like three, three weeks. four weeks. Mm-hmm. Right, we cut it off at the Oscars. Yes, so. we're, yeah, it will be officially ending on the Oscars. That February week's episode 9th. will be mm-hmm. uh, me probably complaining about the Oscar winners, uh, just like I'm complaining about the Golden Globe winners at the moment. Um, yeah, it's been great. It just oh. wait, don't we don't we participate in a fantasy movie league where awards uh, count mm-hmm. and awards are important for the movies that we pick? And what's our big movie? The Irishman. What's our other big movie? Ford versus Ferrari. And what's our third big movie? Cats. <laughs> ah. And whose decision was all three of those movies? <coughs> Me. Ah. Because ah. I have won an Oscar season on multiple occasions. I have never not placed in an Oscar season. Well, I've always a finished. first time for everything. I've always finished at least in third. Welcome to 2020. Mm. It's very... Mm. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association can uh-huh. go fly a fucking kite I'm in whatever sure they language do. they speak. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'll say about it right now. Yeah, because Katz really was going to win all those Oscars. Every year, they want, they want celebrities in the room. So the, I, I, if the movie had been passable, then we would have been fine. But unfortunately, it was a fucking atrocity. So, 
I know I fucked this one up. You did. I know. I'm glad that you took ownership of it. And I, I, I got it on the phone record. I, we're Don't not delete the, this. The Don't Irishman, edit this out. The Irishman's going to get like 10 nominations. You can't even say it's that without point, yawning. It's 100 points right there. Sorry, uh. I'm just remembering watching it. Uh, <laughs> this is long. Um, and, and that's if, about it. And if we win like four of them, you know, that's like... Then we'll ch- be in fifth place. We got, we got a chance. That's all I'm saying. We have a chance to at least get third. We do. You better hope. It's an uphill chance. You better hope. Or, have a chance. Or I'm going to drop you. Okay, I've been trying to drop you for Hey, shut the fuck years. up, man. This is a thing we do together. Yeah. And I, I We want, won last season. I would, ra- I would rather have this team and lose on my own and have to deal with your bullshit plus wallow in my mistakes than... I wallow my mistakes every day. And I have for the last 13 years. Let's get into it. Well, I did want to mention one other thing at the top of the show. Um, without getting into too many specifics. Uh, but we, uh, personally, I am going through some family things at the moment. Um, that I don't want to get into. But uh, we are recording in the midst of them. Uh, I wanted to record because it gets my mind off of things and allows me to you know, do what I enjoy to do, which is sit here with my wife and talk movies and, and laugh and complain and, and do whatever. Uh, so bear with us over the next few weeks in terms of episodes. You know, we have a pretty set schedule in place in terms of what we have going on. But um, there may be a week coming up or some weeks that are a different schedule. We don't have an episode. We'll get back to it as soon as we can. We're, we have today's, uh, this week's episode here for you. But um, because we've watched already these four movies, I want to make sure it doesn't get uh, a little too stale. But um, that is all. Just want to bring that up. And for those of you who have been listening to the show, I shall continue carrying the content of the podcast uh, on here. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles (laughs) film franchise. We originally were only going to do the three original live action movies from the 90s. But the Podfather. Well, I, I asked the Podfather and Ninja Turtles aficionado, Rich Camelucci, if uh, we did not own the animated TMNT movie, uh, I knew he was a fan of it, and I asked him if it connected, and he, and he said loosely, he said there's a couple things that loosely, and we weren't going to do it. We honestly, we made the decision, which no, we went to a mall, and they had an FYE, and they had it on Blu-ray for $5, and I was like, well, that's just a sign, let's just get it and do it. So we're doing yeah. all four movies today. Yeah, it was uh, a sign. We will start with... There's your sign. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, did you do a Bill Engvall reference? Uh, Jeff Foxworthy. No, Jeff Foxworthy is, you might be a redneck, Bill Engvall is, here's your sign. I'm pretty sure Jeff Foxworthy also How much you want to bet? You already owe me money on the Benson Toy Story thing. Pretty um, sure. How much? Shake my hand. Double or nothing. Mm. You owe me $100 if... I'm not going to give you any you of this money. You stole me $50. I'm not going to give you any of this money. I paid for the massage that you had today. I didn't know that. Was, that was a gift. This is I, I, that I had to physically pay for. I don't know if I want to do this. Hang on. I don't know if I want to do that. Shake my hand. I don't think I trust myself enough to do that. Okay. I trust you even less, but I think I trust myself less. But let's find out that Alexa, what comedian does Here's Your Sign? Here's something I found on Wikipedia. Here's Your Sign is the debut comedy album of Bill Engvall. Oh! 
Good thing I didn't take that bet. Alexa, stop. You stole me $50. Who, uh... I'm never going to give you that money. Who reads the first box? So we have a three-pack of the the Ninja Turtles film franchise on Blu-ray that doesn't have anything on the back of it. It just says, a totally gnarly collection for dudes and dudettes. But we normally go on the internet and research the uh, the other ones. So who owes the first one? Um, the first box. Oh, it's that list is all the way at the bottom. Hang on one second. You do. I do. Okay, wonderful. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. Was Santa Claus the last movie? Yes. That we did. Yes. Then you owe this okay. one. Now you can catch America's favorite green teens in their first live action film. After wading in a puddle of radioactive waste, these radical reptiles are transformed into New York City's greatest crime-fighting quartet. Featuring a soundtrack with MC Hammer, this film will captivate adults and kids alike with its blend of humor, camaraderie, and martial arts action. Don't miss this blockbuster movie. You'll have one shell of a good time. Fuck. Uh, do you want to just read all of them and get them out of the way? Sure. Well, no, I, I do want to kind of go movie by movie. So we no, can, but we can. All right, so I think of the original three Ninja Turtles movies. This is strangely the one I've seen the least. Yes, I've seen this one the least because it well. came out when we were three, and I, I know I had it, but I just remember ooze more. Ooze came out when we were four. I remember seeing Ooze in theaters, I think. My mom braved theaters to take me to go see that. Mm. And then the third movie was when we came out when we were like six, seven. Um, and but I, I remember Ooze the most. And yeah, I didn't see yeah. any of these in theaters. Of course. Because my mother was not going to go see no, these movies in theaters. No. Um, Your mother just hates turtles. No, um, she didn't <laughs> I had pet turtles. Of course she did. Um, we'll talk about it. No, we won't. Uh, they stink. <laughs> What do you think these fucking kids, Man, these, these are teenagers know. that live in a sewer? Man, but I had these little baby turtles and they stung. It was bad. So I hadn't seen this movie in decades. I just didn't, and I know the reason why now is because, <laughs> no, no, I said that, I said that wrong, I said that wrong. Uh, it's because this is the closest the, the films come to like the original comic book series we watched mm-hmm. uh the toys that made us that went into the teenage mutant ninja turtles like backstory and their creators and stuff in the original comic book it is a little bit like more darker than what we really know the ninja turtles to be right which is the animated show right. which is what we what's very you know. fun and and, and so so this one gets a little bit more it's a little bit more grittier and it's a little bit more mm-hmm. i'm gonna say realistic but that's a, a yes realistic true. for teenage turtles who are mutants and learning uh different forms of karate ninja moves give me one moment um but you know what i mean like it if there were such a thing as teenage mutant ninja turtles i think this is as close as it would probably be you know what i mean okay try that try that sentence again if there were such a thing as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I feel like this is as close as a realistic uh, movie we would get with it. I have no problem saying yeah, that. Yeah, no. You know what I mean. No, I don't agree with uh, you. So, I didn't not like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, you didn't not like is this it. Is like it's ringing of endorsement I think I can give it? Sure. I mean, it... It doesn't know what kind of movie it wants to be. Right. It, it wants to be dark <coughs> and gritty, but it also right. wants to have some, some comedy in it. And it also wants to have these turtles flounce around. 
it definitely. I mean, it yeah. So I think like, I think if like the cartoon did not exist and the toys were getting really popular, like I feel like this movie would have been definitely in one lane mm. and may have been better. Now it still has moments that I enjoy and I still appreciate. And I'm also always going to have rose tinted glasses with all these movies because. It's my childhood, and I love the Ninja Ooh, what Turtles. What happened to you and... always putting your critic hat? Oh no, on. trust me. Oh, what happened to that? My critic hat is coming out. Why is it only? Why is it only on movies that I cherish and love that you have to criticize and be like? Because hey, you just love bad stuff. You're an um, asshole. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it it has stuff that I like, but for the most part, it's it's just way too wishy washy. Like, I'm reading my notes, and every other note, I'm highlighting something that I liked, and I'm like, yeah, but this. Look, I just still can't get over the fact that these 10-year-olds were smoking cigars, okay? Look, I know that this was like You mean the at the Dave 80s. and Busters from hell? Yeah, I know this was like the 80s, 90s, but these 10-year-olds should not have been smoking cigars. Well, to be fair, Sam Rockwell is a very bad uh, influence on them. Yeah. Sam Rockwell, his... like, his first, his first role. Dang. And then we saw him at the Golden Club, so it's like, I always forget. Sam Rockwell and Leslie Bibb are married. If she knew he was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, she, she probably would have wouldn't have married him. Kicked him to the curb. Yeah. But, yeah, I just... Uh, and there are so There's many... just so many things that try to be grounded in realism. I'm sorry for interrupting you. To You're try fine. to be grounded in realism, but they're so absurd. Like these 10-year-olds smoking cigars. And I know it was to make the point that they were getting all these people for the Foot Clan, like all these teenagers, like because there were no <coughs> rules and they could do whatever yeah. they wanted But or Shredder's whatever. not Bane despite having the fucking voice impairment. Exactly. It, it, exactly. Just, it just doesn't It wasn't work. intimidating as a villain, I don't think. I mean, Shredder is a, it, Shredder's a decent villain. I mean, honestly. I didn't think in this, I didn't, I didn't think he was as intimidating as in his portrayal later on. Well, and we'll get into later on, later on, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like so, it starts with you know this pseudo serious like news reporting and what the Foot Clan are doing, how the turtles are like combating them, and then the first turtle scene is just something else. Like, there's no mystery or intrigue to like like where the turtles are. Like, it's just here are these four. They have completely distinct personalities, and they're all different. And here's their dad, and he's a rat. And and here you go. But they and don't really like, make him the dad in this. They make him more like the master, the sensei in this, which I know he was, but it was more of a father figure. No, I think you definitely I get it. No, you get father figure in, after he's been like, yeah. like taken. You know. Yeah. Um. So so you have that, and then you you start getting into the different people. Are still getting into like the differences between the four of them. And Raphael has always been my favorite character. What? You like the broody one? And it's really? Always, the broody asshole's your favorite? It's always been hard because... You're definitely more of a Donatello. I think... Bullshit. I think... I think he's, like... For the character and the mood, it all... Like... I don't know why he's my favorite. He's always... Be, you know why? He's always portrayed you know by, like, the worst person. But it's because... Or, it's because girls love assholes. I don't know what that says about you, but... I don't know what that means I'm at just all. I'm saying. Mikey was always my favorite. Michelangelo duh. is the standard favorite. Of course, I love Michelangelo, yeah. and we're going to get into plenty of Michelangelo. But, like, for Raph, like, Raph really steers this movie 
because he's the one that wants to like be out there right. and he he's the one who moves the plot along you could say he's the MacGuffin of the movie I hate you so much and he's the one that he just like so there's like he two or three moments where like I think he's voiced by two different people uh, you know who one of the voices is for him it's what the is the guy it? with the big mouth <laughs> from Law and Order SVU. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were doing his face. I was like, what the fuck? That's weird. <laughs> I mean, you doing a big mouth impression is just yeah, one of the most ironic the things of up. all time. But like, he doesn't, like, I think he's voiced by a different person every movie. Uh, I think let's, that's let's, true. Let's just get that out of the way now. And like, they all have their moments and then they all don't. <laughs> so like, this, the first scene with him and Casey Jones is really good. Like, I really like that fight scene. It's chippy. I think the dialogue's good. They both are playing their parts well. It's like, okay, cool. And then... Like, so then, like, he gets thrown out of the window and attacked by the Foot Clan. It's really dramatic. And then it's followed up with this, like, silly nunchuck fight in, like, an antique store. And then it's, like, he's serious. It's, like, a serious thing where he's, like, passed out in a tub for a week or something. And then he wakes up, and then he sounds like James Cagney. <laughs> it's, like, nothing can just flow at all. I think you were way too nitpicky in this movie. I, I have a lot of notes. Oh my god! All I have four movies. Okay, these are on my notes for all the movies. I have like hardly any. Well, because also I knew it was going to take us some time to record. We watched this on the 29th of December, so it's been two weeks. Yeah. Almost. So I wanted to make sure I had enough notes to like remember it. Okay. So Donnie, Donnie, and Mikey are so much better than Leo and Raph, and that's a through line for all four movies. With a couple exceptions, um, which we'll get to, because they have, they're more so that animated spirit and their characters don't stray. And also, they're, with a couple exceptions, uh, their voice acting is stronger than the other two. Now, granted, Leonardo is Leonardo in all three of the live action movies. That's like the one guy that doesn't change. I don't think Michelangelo changes well either. But they are getting to like have fun and let the audience have fun. And then, Leo and Raph is just the fucking never-ending... Why do you get to be the leader? I want to be the leader in, like, mm. just the brotherly fighting stuff. It just well, bogs yeah. this movie down, and then, boy, does it bog a later movie down. <laughs> um, so that, that's a lot of my problems with it is there's, for everything that's good... So my next note. So the farm stuff. I like the farm scenes, you know, like Donnie and... Uh, Casey hitting off Casey and April stuff like them just playing like Trivial Pursuit with each other mm-hmm. and then <coughs> Raph wakes up with two different voices and then they go into like that meditation connecting with Splinter seance scene that and was like, weird I'm like that's a pass for me dog like <laughs> I got to slide off Randy Jackson that part of the movie um so that it's it builds no real momentum for a child, you're just like, oh my god, Ninja Turtles. But like, if you're going to sit down as an adult and watch this, yeah, it's not going to do anything for you. Um, the humans involved are an interesting story as well. Uh, I couldn't give 12 squirts of duck shit about the C-plot that is April's boss and his son. It's, I get it's garbage. I get why they did it because they wanted a someone who's close human. to April and a human to to be the one to kind of to cause the the catalyst there. But it didn't have to be the son. 
of her balls. I yeah, it was just too much. They tried too hard to do too many different things and have them overlay in a way that just just bogged it all down. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, bogged it down is sure sure the right phrase for it. Um, and then not not he's not human at all. Uh, Splinter's a little much in this. Like each movie, I feel like oh, Splinter man. gets a little bit. But in this one... Wait, you said each movie he gets better? I think in this oh, one he's the worst. Oh, man. He's okay. A... Why? You don't think so? Man, you saw him in that third movie? What, I mean looking or sounding? Oh. You can't judge him on the puppeteering? Jim Henson was dead, all right? You can't, you can't blame... No, but I just think his character itself, well, like maybe it was the writing of him in the third one, is... Absurd. In the first, but in the first one though, he gets like these <laughs> fucking soliloquies, and it's like, I just can't but, listen to but, it. But that's, but that's how a lot of it is. A I lot know. of this is narrated by him. He's the one who tells the story. Like that. I mean, in the in the show, that's how it was too, if I'm not mistaken. It just right. So I, I like the so. the origin story of him and, and Shredder is done well in like this little flashback, but there's just too much of him talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in the way that he sounds and the way that it's portrayed like it's just kind of fucking hokey um so that's and then like when Casey and Danny like save him and they're like appealing to the kids about like you know like don't listen to Shredder and Tatsu in the foot or whatever it is it's all just gets a little too like PSA for me for a fucking movie. Yeah, this is like the nineties. The fight scenes are good. Like I was like as much as making fun of like that nunchuck, uh not the nunchuck scene, but like the scene in like the Yeah, when you have like a hundred and fifty pound cost guy in a costume. Yeah. And great martial arts work and great choreography. I think all the fight scenes are really good. I don't know where the fuck Shredder comes from. How the fuck Shredder get on that roof? <laughs> at the end of the movie. Jumped. <laughs> That's one hell of a, a leap. You know what Shredder should do instead of like in uh, convincing the children of nondescript city, it's just New York, right? Yes, yeah, New York. The ch- children of New York to smoke cigars and play uh, free arcade Badminton. games. Badminton. Olympics. Shredder could really uh, hit up the Olympics. The long, the, the high jump. The long jump, the high jump, the all jumps. Uh, and then let's not ignore the casual murder that happens. <laughs> but granted, he's a bad person. He's trying to kill these turtles and kill this rat. Uh, they just, Shredder destroys all the turtles. But he just runs full speed ahead, and S- S- Splinter basically just sidesteps him. And he falls in a car. Well, they did the thing with the nunchucks, how he falls, and then Casey Jones just whoop, flips a switch and crushes him. Or does he? Um, yeah, but I mean, come on. And then uh, Splinter makes his first funny. I made the funny. I made the funny! Why <laughs> is it triumph? Why, whenever you try to do any oh. kind of impression like that, it's uh, I don't know. Why do you have to put a pen in your mouth? Because it's like the cigar. <laughs> Fuck. It's horrible. Look at ink poisoning. Jesus. Um, Who did I just find, find out that that is the voice of? Robert Michael. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You had no idea. I had no idea. Um, because I'm not a fan of Triumph, in case uh, you couldn't tell from this show. Well, of that opinion. Don't even say. I poop on. I poop on. coupon. Stupid. What, uh, why does uh, why does Triumph Insult Comedy Dog get uh, the Sunday paper? Why? For, for me to coupon. coupon! 
Stupid. You made Jillian tell that joke. <laughs> She's three. Yeah, you got to start her young. Um, MVP and LVP for the first one. Oh, or, well, is there anything you specifically liked and did not like about the movie no, that I we haven't discussed? Uh, we can't get to what I didn't like yet until we start talking about the acting. Okay. So let's let's so go ahead and start. Who is your? I have three LVP candidates. Who's your LVP? April O'Neil sucks. What? She's one of my MVP I didn't candidates. I like her at all, and maybe that's I, what they replaced her as. No, apparently they replaced her because she she's may a have been, bitch. She may have been difficult to work with, or she just like didn't difficult like working work with. with the Ninja Turtles. Cool. I liked like her spirit. I liked like that scene. That Fuzzler just slaps her in the face, and she's fighting the foot. I liked her. I yeah, mi- I liked watching her get slapped in the face as well. I liked, I maybe Fine. liked her more. You're just biased because you watch Paige Turco on another television show. That's true, but I'm not biased because of that. I she sucks on the other show I watch her on, so I mean, this was fresh. She's not great in Ooze and Three either. Well, I think I prefer this woman as the than the other as April. Ooh. She, but I'm ultimately fine. I have another well, MVP agree candidate. To d- disagree. I have another MVP okay. candidate. Right. Uh, I, w- I won't let her be the LVP, though. Um, I had three LVP candidates. One was Splinter, but if you, again, we'll flip-flop that, because if you thought Splinter, this is the best that Splinter was in the three movies, I will give you that. No, I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. I just said three <laughs> was not his best. You've never been so defensive. Don't tell me what I think about Splinter. Don't tell me that this is the best Splinter. Uh, Tatsu is just a bald Asian man who grunts. I thought it was, what's his name? That is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that is try not to be racist. Tensai? The wrestler? Tensai? Tensai. You mean Matt Bloom? That's all he did when he was trying to be the Asian character. He wasn't trying to be Asian. He was just, he was, he studied samurai in Asia. Yeah. He wasn't he coming out being, there. that guy was Asian. Yeah, he just stood out there and grunted a lot. <sighs> My LVP is the kid who played Danny. On facial expressions alone, he was so bad <laughs> at everything that they gave him to do with his stupid punk rocker t-shirts and his stupid waiting to deliver his lines facial expression. I thought he was very bad in the worst parts of the movie. Cool. Well, he went on after this to direct, like, Porns or something. Good for him. That's probably the best use of his talent. And some horror movies. Uh, Michael Turney. Michael Turney. Is our LVP for Ninja Turtles 1. Because we couldn't agree on Splinter and April, so we go with there. Uh, MVP. Who do you have as MVP of the movie? I mean, I, I think it's definitely one of the Turtles. I don't have it as one of the turtles. You don't have it. Who do you have it as? Casey. I have it as Casey Jones. I have it as Elias Cotes. I, I think. think so I, say I his think name. this is his best. He doesn't get enough to do in three. I. I like him in three though, just as the babysitter. I yeah. like him in that aspect. I, but I remember that being funnier when I was a kid. Three. No, well, now it, now it's just like maybe but kind like, of a little offensive. Yeah. And, and it's not. As, it doesn't happen as much yeah. in the movie. But I do like him. He has a really good vibe and spirit. That is Casey Jones. Yeah, that's Casey Jones. Better his, than Stephen Amell's dumbass. His his humor. Um, his timing, just like the his bravado. And I think him and April had good chemistry. Granted, in the final movie, he is in no scenes as Casey with April except two seconds at the end. And then he has having to play this other dumbass character that I hate in the third one, Wit. 
with uh, with April in uh, in Japan. So he really doesn't get to do much. But this one, I think him and April, you could see like the chemistry and how they would get together. And, and I've always liked him as an actor, so I'd like to give it to him. I think all four turtles in this first one, uh, I refuse to give Corey Feldman any praise. Well, um, I thought he did a good job. I thought Donnie wasn't that bad. Who was gonna Who was gonna be your pitch for MVP? Uh, Robbie. Robbie Rice. Robbie Rice is Michael Angel. I have him coming up as an MVP later. Okay. So he, I, I think he's going to end up getting one. Okay. But um, I'd like to give it to uh, Elias. Ladies no, and gentlemen, I, I, I like Elias. Cotes. Is that how you say his name? Uh, Alexa, who played Casey Jones in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? It's going to tell me he's Casey Jones and Whip were played by Elias Cotillas in the Cotillas. Film Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Thank you. So Elias Cotillas is the MVP of Ninja Turtles 1. Michael Turney, the LVP of Ninja Turtles 1. Uh, anything else on the first one? I think I hit everything. Oh, and I guess the box answered it for me. I was like, what's that rap song at the end? It was an MC Hammer. So they couldn't find a, a shrinking in fame rapper for the third one. <laughs> and I think that there is one for TMNT. It was, um, oh God, it's going to drive me nuts. Gym Class Heroes, I think. Did a song. Gym class heroes aren't rappers. Or they have that one guy that raps, don't they? I don't really know. I don't listen to gym class heroes. That sounds like something you'd listen to. Um, what? Give me a score. Or uh, who scores? Uh, you drew this, so I will score this first one first. It's a hard movie to score. Because this is, is it, are we scoring like individually or comparatively to the rest in the series? I scored all mine immediately after I watched them. And then I went back and made sure that they made sense and they did. I'm giving the first one a five and a half. I was also going to give it a five and a half. Okay, so five and a half for the first one. It's just a tick above better than average. Has many problems, but ultimately I don't think it's bad. So that's I think that's a fair score for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Let me queue up that box for you, for you to read. Right. Hold on, I'm going to maximize it for you. Yeah, I've got really bad eyesight. You have to make it big. <sighs> there you go. Oh, this is so blurry. The turtles are up to their shells in trouble when a canister of toxic ooze falls into the hands of the evil Master Shredder. Aided by their new pal... I can't see what that says. Kino. Oh. The pizza delivery boy. The turtles take on Shredder and his mutant allies. Razar and Toka to capture and destroy the dangerous ooze and make the world safe again for turtles, humans, and pizza. Very good. It's really blurry, though. Please find me a better one for the next one. Well, Thanks. you're so reading much. this one, so I have to read the next one. Oh, it's fantastic. Thank God. This movie is just my childhood. This is, this is my jam. I love this movie. This movie is just my childhood. I think this... <laughs> I think this movie shapes this, your personality and Rich's personality more than any other movie from your childhood. I think anybody that was between the ages of three and six when this movie came out. Yeah, but like you two especially. The pizza scene to start, like New York City, it's just 90s personified. And then they get to the mall 
And it's like, man, a lot of parents complained about the violence, so they're just going to have to do silly stuff <laughs> instead of fighting with swords and nunchucks and stuff. But then you still get, like, like the nunchucks with the kielbasas and then combat cold cuts. Sorry, the actual phrase for it. The clown with Donatello and the food. It's, it's just all so good. It's, it started, and I was, like, grinning from ear to ear. I was like, this is a Ninja Turtles Yeah, it's, it's got so much fun and so much personality in it. Like, you really get to know the Ninja Turtles in this. Like, character work is really good. Like, you, you said before, like, in the first one, like, you see all their distinct personalities. But this one really just solidifies, like... Yeah everything about it it's just so light compared to the first one it's light but also it's I, it's a better like everyone's established the story's clearer and i kind of like a clear story it doesn't get like deep but i like the concept of like they find out what their origin is and it's it was an accident like that's right. all it is and like there's a like there's a heavy part where donatello was like really upset he's like i thought there was like more to us you know it doesn't dwell on it because it's got plenty of other fucking things to do but still like it takes the time to do that and it's, it makes me really enjoy it. Yeah, um, I agree. All the new voices and people don't bother me at all. There's not anybody who I think is worse off, particularly Raphael and Donatello. I think both their voices in this movie are the best they are in all the movies. Um, and then you still have the other two doing their solid work. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like this April as much as the other one. Um, she's hotter, but that's that's the only positive. Um and she does she does a fine job. She doesn't have as much to do in this because the focus really is on, on the, the turtles. turtles yeah. Um, I could pick nits all day. Let's remember this is a year after the fact. How the fuck <laughs> did the Shredder survive for a year in a garbage dump? In a garbage dump. Homeless people do it all the time. I'm assuming. I've never been homeless. I don't know. I just said the first thing that came to my head. Uh, how are the foot? Like, what is Tato and the footman doing? Honestly, what are they doing? They're. They should just get into like fucking check fraud or something at this point. He probably point. did. He probably spent six months in jail for kiting. <laughs> okay. Um, how does Freddy get the job so quickly with Shredder just coming back working for April? He comes back. He's like, "We need a mole inside the news van." Uh, hey, you know, summer intern. Do you have AV equipment history? Yeah, Raise I was hand. president of the AV club, and it's a summer internship for me to go to college. Um, and some of the stuff, some of the jokes are very outdated. Like what? There's, there's a no. Ralph Nader joke at one point, and I don't even get that to this day. I just remember Ralph Nader is like the guy that ran for president in 2000. Um, I I have no idea who you're talking about. It'd be probably the reason why. Al Gore lost because enough people voted for Ralph Nader that Al Gore didn't get him votes. That sucks. Um, but then there's other jokes like the most iconic one is which one's the ugly one? Like there's just there's so many good little bits that are just funny that just work. So funny. And I and I love um, when when he creates the. Uh, Razor token and Rose, token, token Razor. Yeah, I, I love when he creates them mm. and then, babies. Mama. 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 And he's like, baby. I just love that part. It's very I love funny. them. I just really enjoy watching them. It's supposed kind to be of. Bebop and Rocksteady. And sure Eastman is. And Laird say no. But I, 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 don't, I wouldn't want them. 
You know, like I like that. I like how they handled this. Yeah, I would have been upset if it would have been a knockoff Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, they came and they up with, did like the same thing. They came up with two original characters and a original kind of storyline. And all, and all, yeah, because Bebop like, and Rocksteady forget and, were human beings that got accidentally turned into these yeah, animals. Yeah, Seamus, uh, your <laughs> and the other black world, guy from whose line is it anyway? World Wrestling. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Gary Anthony Williams. Okay. I think. I'm not going to correct you. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I like them. I like the introduction of them. I like what they did. Yeah. Um, and I thought that... We also haven't talked about, like, the effects. Like, what the the, mm-hmm. the costuming. Like, I think that the turtles all looked pretty, pretty good. I didn't really... This is the last, it's in memory of Jim Henson. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't specifically work on either one. In fact, he wasn't a fan of it because of the violence. But. Right. But I, I really liked the costuming and, and the puppetry and everything. But, you know, we think of, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as, like, two-dimensional, like, animation yeah, yeah. and stuff. But then coming, I meant to say this for the last segment, but, um, you know, putting it live action and having these, like, bulky costumes you would think would be, like, ridiculous, like... The um, I like this better than the Mike- Splits movie. Um, I like this better than the Michael Bay ones in terms of like how they look. Like yeah. I'd rather have this than, than CGI, like CGI because it, it looks I more a, authentic. Of course, it's gonna look more authentic, but also it, it 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 resonates with me again, not from a nostalgia aspect or not from a memory aspect, but I romanticize it because it 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 feels real. Yeah, it feels good. Like I like it. Yeah, I like them like this, and so I thought that the, that what they did with um, with Razor and and Toka, Toka. Mm-hmm. was I thought that they looked good. They yeah. looked they were terrifying. They looked terrifying. I I liked it. Like they looked like the animals, you know, that kind of got oozed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a I'm gonna use that as a verb from now on as well. Oozed. Yeah, that they got oozed. Oozed. Like uh, Bill Murray got slimed with Ghostbusters. People get oozed and. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. So I like how they got yeah. oozed, but yeah, there's a lot of comedy in this, like you said. But it just works. It works. And how come this new pizza delivery guy, Kino, 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 knew about the turtles and like was able to figure them out and find them when they've been around? No one's been any wiser. Well, what do you mean? He they saved him from. No, but he kind of suspected. Before, well, when he was first delivering the pizza? Well, no, he didn't suspect any. No, remember he says, like, uh, the his boss was like, you got to deliver for that O'Neill. And he was like, man, it's like seven times this week. He made the connection because they paid for the pizza. That's why. Because he's like, well, these good guys wouldn't steal a pizza. Oh, maybe that was supposed to be their pizza. That's why he comes back. Or he might be tracked them as well. All right, look. Look, I'm going to fill in holes for this movie. I have a lot of... <laughs> I I... I come in contact with a lot of people who work for pizza joints mm-hmm. every day. None of them study martial arts. <laughs> None of them study martial arts, and I don't think any of them are on that level. No. Where they make independent connections. I really like Ernie Reyes Jr. I guess I know his name, because uh, he was also the star of Surf Ninjas. Um, and he's what? done other things. Um, Steve he, Real, what? He was... <laughs> He was one of the he was one of the turtles in the first one under the costume, and they liked him so much they gave him this part because Elias Cotillas wasn't available apparently to do Casey Jones. Uh, he's not my MVP. He's not my LVP. He, he's, he's a fu- he's a fine placeholder for Casey. He's Jones. A, he's a little spit fuck. He has some moments where he's pretty whiny and annoying, but like he he's not. I like when he paces. I hate when he paces actually. 
when he pays, he's I like, like, no, I want to go. I like the recruitment, uh, the recruitment scene's really cool when, he, uh, when him and Raphael get all the bells and stuff. Like, I like him. Cool. I like him. Um, like let's him. get into MVP and LVP then, because I'm saving... Look, right, I just have to say this sentence. So we haven't talked about the, the ending of this movie. <laughs> the ending of this movie is bonkers. What's the ending of this movie? Go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, the party, go ninja, go. Go perhaps, ninja, go ninja, This is a go. quote from my notes. Perhaps the most unbelievable thing in this whole movie is the concept that Vanilla Ice could freestyle ninja rap. You mean to tell me that on the spot, when four anthropomorphic turtles bust in and are defeating and fighting an entire clan of ninjas and an anthropomorphic wolf and snapping turtle, that Vanilla Ice is going to get his band and goes, Guys, I got this. <laughs> Fuck no. Do I really ultimately care? No. It's... If you could... If aliens came down today and goes, Please summarize the year 1991 for us. You literally play to them ninja rap. Forget about Desert Storm. Forget about... That might have been when like Waco Hamp happened. I don't know. Uh, fuck it all. That scene... And, like, the random club promoter guy who's complaining to his underling about what's happening. But they like it. They like it. And then you got uh, the black dude who's cool with his white girlfriend. Like, this is crazy. I told you this club's the best. And then the, the turtles are dancing. And then Kevin Nash is there as the super shredder. It, I love it. 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 Remember this in December when I'm nominating it scene of the year. No way. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. That's it. I really want to make Vanilla Ice the LVP of the movie because it's funny. He is pretty bad. Of course he is. Uh, so on a very, very short list on my phone, which I don't want to tell you about because you're going to delete it, is a list of movies that are very, very bad and famous that I can't find on DVD or want to own at some point. And one of them is as is Cool as Ice, the Vanilla Ice romantic comedy that they made around this time. It's basically The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, but with Vanilla Ice. That. Think about that. Just stop for a second. Think about that. Doesn't that sound like one of the worst things you've ever heard? Yes. Oh, I was seeing if Jillian was wake. I'm going to go wake up Jillian so I don't have to continue this conversation. Um, um, that's terrible. <coughs> Please don't do that to me. I also have a list of movies on my phone. Great. Cool as Ice DVD. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, it's only 1684. That's way too much. The Universal Studios Vault Series. What? Of course they put this in a vault. They should have blew up the vault. Should have nuked the vault. Ooh, there's a Rift Tracks version of that. Could be fun. Um, so he's one of my two LVP nominees. <laughs> Who's the other one? Tatsu. Because he's even worse than this. He just does the same All thing. Right, Tatsu, now lead. Like... But he, like, and then, like, he's the easiest, like, they just shell him to death. They don't kill him. They just, like, give him, like, a shell butt bump and he's dead. Well, I mean, you know how hard turtle shells are? Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever no. v- touched a turtle before? No. Jillian's scared of turtles. Oh. She is. We didn't say we we watched this with Jillian. This one we did, yeah. Yeah, and Jillian started singing Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. She did. Um, but Jillian's scared of turtles. Why is Jillian scared of turtles? Because one day there was a hurricane outside of her daycare when I picked her up. It wasn't a hurricane, but it was storming really badly. We couldn't go outside, so we were standing at the door and watching the rain. It was really bad. It was pushing a turtle across the parking lot. Jillian freaked the fuck out. I don't know why, but she got so scared she wouldn't go outside. Yeah. 
until we couldn't see the turtle anymore. We <coughs> washed it away, and then I think I ran it over with my car. I don't think I told you that part. <laughs> you didn't tell me that Because I couldn't see anything. It was all flooded. It was getting dark. It was a you bad You probably would have heard it or felt it. So then I probably didn't run it over with yeah. my car. A turtle shell is so hard. How would you not it's notice? It's true. Well, it wouldn't have broken its shell. No, it probably would have. And then it would have died. But maybe it's just in my car. I don't know. It's in your car. Who do you want to make the LVP of the movie? Uh, Vanilla Ice. Man, I feel so bad. Like, Why? It's not like he's going to become a two-time LVP or anything. I mean, one day he will be when I find that fucking movie. Can we make it Tatsu? Can we? Don't give me a choice and then go against it. <sighs> because the more and more I think about it, like, me just talking... I mean, the more and more I think about it... I mean, you sold me on Vanilla Ice. I think he could make up any... 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 Rap or, or song. It's, I'm just shitting on the fact that I it's mean, Vanilla Ice. I know, but didn't didn't David Bowie and Queen steal uh, the beats for their song from him? Uh, yeah, uh, his goes dun 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 dun. That little bit he changes not the same. Here's why I also want to make it Tatsu because he's voiced by this crusty old white dude. <laughs> they didn't let the actual actor, so let's give it to the voice actor of Tatsu. Who is? Uh, Michael McConaughey, but they spelled it really dumb. M-C-C-O-N-N-O-H-I-E. <laughs> I guess that's McConaughey, right? Sure. Um, it's just, it's a worthless fucking character. Like, as we also find out in the animated one with, like, Karai. Like, whoever, like, Shredder's underling is, if it's not fucking Krang or Bebop and Rocksteady, like, get fuck off. I don't care. But if they're going to hire some white dude to do it and he's going to do that, no. Just go to hell. Just let it be the actual uh, guy who plays the character. So we'll do that. We're letting Vanilla Ice off the hook just out of sheer nostalgia. Um, who is your MVP? Um, I definitely think it's a turtle in this because they it have is. so much to do. I do like the doctor. Or the professor, I'm the sorry. Professor the professor is good. is good. He was better in Titanic. Um, uh-huh. he, he's fine. I, I've, I had a preconceived notion it was going to be him, but he ultimately doesn't do that much. But he's kind of pithy and, you know, does the, the white dude thing, you know. And it definitely is not April. Uh, I have a specific turtle who I have in mind, but I'll let you go ahead. Um, I think it's between Raph and Mikey for me in it. Um, but I think it's definitely Mikey. See, I don't have Michelangelo here. Why? Um, I think he just does so much. He brings so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I just really like how he interacts with, like, April and... You mean his Bogart impression? Yeah. <laughs> I have Donatello here. Really? Which is the first time ever. I really like the guy that did Donatello. Who likes Donatello? Me in this movie. Because, number one, it wasn't Corey Feldman. Number two, like I said, he kind of... He's the one that kind of has the emotional heart of this movie... Because he's the one that's so devastated about knowing who they are and why they are. Um, And he sounds like Donatello. Like, Leonardo is never going to check any boxes for me. You know what I mean? Michelangelo does a great job. Raphael in this is better. But for Donnie, for me, like, this guy made me care about Donatello. That's why I thought it was valuable. Because I felt like I actually had four turtles for once. You know what I mean? (laughs) So that's why... I was going to give him my vote. Mostly because, not to jump ahead, I have Michelangelo as my MVP for three. Not that they can't double up, but I think he was really good in three. Okay. 
So I'd like to give it to this other turtle here. Have okay. I convinced you? Yes. Cool. So Adam Carl is his name. I don't find any other credits for him, so he didn't get... It, I'm sorry this didn't equal any any future work for him, but um, I liked him in Secret of the Use. Uh, shout out to Frank Welker, renowned voice actor who did Toka and Razor. Um, I also like the guy that it was Shredder as well. Can't not talk about Kevin Nash as Super Shredder. Mm-hmm. Um, so be it. Um, just jacked up on those roids. <clears throat> um, yeah. What? Uh, anything else for Secret of the Use? No, I think we covered everything. Score time. Uh, you go first this time. I I really like this movie. It's it's my favorite. I I do yeah, believe it is of my favorite of, of the four, undoubtedly. It's my favorite by a, probably a pretty significant margin as well. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna give it, but it's still not a great movie. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So it's my favorite of, of the four, but it's still not a great movie, okay? Let's be real. These movies at times are so bad that they're good. Um, so I have to give it, like... See, I would argue that this one is just legitimately good. Like, what else are you going to get from, like, a kid's popcorn flick? Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Go, I made ninja. another funny! <laughs> Seven and a half. I was going to give it an eight. <laughs> okay. I'm giving it an eight. Uh, we didn't talk about Splinter. Splinter doesn't do much except just fucking... DRIs Sart. and I don't know. I feel like man, Splinter's fart. farts would be fucking rank. Ooh boy, they'd be awful. Um, yeah. So that is Secret of the Ooze. Now it's time for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Not officially called Turtles in Time, but basically Turtles in Time. Um, hold on. What are you doing? I just need to get the name. Wait, we gotta start our new Adam. Our twenty twenty. What, how do you, Adam what Carl. This? I thought it was Adam Carolla at first. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, he'd, be, he'd just be done until just ranting about things. Um, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Let me pull this up. Right there. There we go. <laughs> America's most awesome amphibians are back in this time their history in this motion picture adventure. When a magic scepter accidentally transports April back through time to 17th century Japan... The boys take off in hot pursuit, Kawa bungling their way out of the sewers right into Samurai-O-Rama. That was difficult. Now they must battle the evil Lord Norinaga to reclaim the magic scepter that will bring them back below the subways of New York City. So join the heroes on the half-shell in a totally turtle-rific trip through time the entire family will love. Jesus Jones, no, I crushed that. And it specifically said heroes on the half show. I know, that's what I was that's checking. What that's what I was checking. That sounds like she's going to fucking check that's me. That's what I was going to check. Nick, some fucking 34-year-old copy, white bitch copywriter wrote that. <laughs> Didn't know. Um, you know. My mom was a copywriter, right? Well, she's not anymore. So she like, probably wrote that. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know if she wrote that. I don't think she did. So we've had a lot of time on this podcast spent watching films from our childhood, and it Getting ruined. I and have never is, seen this movie. You had never seen this before? So we talked about this. I'm like, you were like, eh, I, I think you said that you watched this the least. And I'm like. No. Or, or like you didn't remember this. 
I don't remember this because I don't think I ever fucking saw this movie. No, I, de- I definitely seen this one the second most. I definitely okay, saw this cool. more the first one. Yeah, so. And I loved this one as a kid. It does not. I didn't want to watch up. The Seven Samurais when we did it, right? <laughs> I would rather special. watch Seven Samurai again than this. Yeah, this was Summer- Seven Samurais with Turtles, and I was less invested in it. It was just. I oh, had, wow, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. I was. It was the Seven Samurais, and they even had the love story between the two from the opposite sides. Kenshin that. and... Uh, sure. What was her name? You can say whatever name, and I'm going to believe you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to admit it. Um, but, yeah, I did not like this movie. Yeah, I didn't like it either. At all. It's it's a lot of At first I thought we were going to watch like Jumanji. You know how like in Jumanji uh the end of Jumanji like the game washes up in like the sand and like yeah. some like mm-hmm. like forested kind of thing near the water. I feel like this was like the pickup of Jumanji. Like I felt like I was in, like the, I don't know Jumanji's a scepter now instead of yeah. a game. Yeah, because I felt like my head just started hurting really badly <laughs> just thinking about this. Just because like I don't know if it had the same feel to me as like the end of Jumanji, like when the game washes up. Um, it had the same feel to me because I was like, wait, are we watching the right movie? Is this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three? Why is this sixteen oh three Japan? Why yeah. are there only human? Where? Where are the mascot suits? Well, and then, so, like, it opens in Japan, and then immediately cuts to this really outdated 90s song, and the turtle's just dancing to it. I'm like, well, yeah. I wrote, this isn't an encouraging start. <laughs> it's what I wrote. Were they exercising? I I'm, guess. Was it part of their training? I guess. Is it rhythm training? Do I need to do some rhythm training? You do. Even do if I it's not it? rhythm training, you need to do rhythm I training. Do, I need rhythm training. And again, so there's no continuity in terms of voices. So now you have a new Raphael, who might be the worst of the three. He grew in me throughout the movie um, when he's talking to little uh-huh. Yoshi. Yeah, the same, but, the, the original Donatello. But, but for everyone who watches wrestling, he just sounds like fucking Taz. So it's alarming me the whole time where I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm Raphael. Hey, what's going on? I'm Taz. Um, that's just Brooklyn Beetle. It's all. Hey, what's going on? I'm Taz. Uh, you like sandworms? I don't. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> just Brooklyn Beetlejuice. Um, I'm just gonna say it now. My LVP of the movie is Corey fucking Feldman. He is so bad in this. How bad is he? You can hear the drugs in his voice. He and I used to heard me talk about how they like. Grounded Raphael, of uh, grounded Donatello, and it sounded like Ernest made me interested. In this, he is just a he's a Marx brother, essentially. Yeah. He's just every fucking word out of his mouth is sarcastic and trying to be funny, and it's it doesn't work. Like every fight scene, they had to give him like uh, going up, uh, going down, and then when he's trying to say science shit, the nerve. Uh. The story I read was that they did not ask him back for the second movie. Because apparently for the first one, he got paid $1,500. So getting them for the checks. third one, they were like, do you want to come back? He's like, yeah, but i like a raise. They're like, no, it's $1,500. <laughs> so he just needed the money. Hard times for the two Corys. Oh, man. And so we got a $1,500 performance. I hated him. I absolutely hated him. Oh, my God. You're so, like... I wrote... 
nobody else down <laughs> for LVP. I always write at least options. And there are bad other parts of this movie. I, I can't fault Elias Cotillas for the wit part. It's just a... St- it makes no it sense. It was just a poorly written And it was just random. So he's trying to cause a mutiny with the bad guys and then helps the good guys, then catches his opportunity and goes back with the, the bad guys, but then ultimately winds up with the good guys again. What? That's what happened. That's the correct order. He had more turns on the big show in this. Um, Nobody gets that. I know. It's just for me. And then, and then he's still, you know, the best part of the movie is him with the samurai in New York, but it's not enough. Also, probably kind of a little offensive, like I mentioned earlier. Um, what? There's the guy who plays uh, Nigel or Ruffles or whatever the uh, Truffles or the the guy who was not British, but they just made like the fat Balkan skull dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get the Wet Willy dude. Yeah, Wet Willy. Um, there's plenty of bad. Corey Feldman puts it in a whole other fucking stratosphere. Okay, I'll right. give it to you. So he's a multi-time LVP now. He was the LVP of the Goonies. You've just been dying to give him another one. <laughs> I think it was the second movie he's been in. But am I, tell me I'm wrong here. I, I didn't. I didn't disagree with you. He is obnoxious. And he is just too much. Um, so you have all those inconsistencies. And then Splinter starts talking. And Splinter sounds like a completely different species. I hated it. He was, I wrote, Splinter's voice is different too. What the fuck? Yeah, this is just stupid and bad already. Yeah, but I don't fault necessarily the acting on that. I fault the writing. They wrote his character to be so different. Like, Like, Splinter's supposed to be like the calm, like wise, all-knowing one, and he's just fucking talking about farting. I don't... I mean, it's just... It was ridiculous. Like Elvis in Blue Hawaii. Yes! His lampshade. Yes! I made another funny. I mean, he does a good job of cheering up Michelangelo. So this is... So I already talked to spoil it. I have Michelangelo's MVP at this one. He he does a really good job emoting. He does a good job emoting, and he's the only one that gets a line... uh, that gets jokes that hit. The... Michelangelo backwards on the on the horse. <laughs> it's always going to be that's funny. That's hilarious. Mine doesn't even have a head. It's just funny. But he also gets more. Mitsu, that's her name. Like him on the stage with Mitsu. The one scene I really liked is after they've won and like they're debating going back. Yeah. Like all like they're debating it. All sides are valid. The samurai don't want to leave and it's really sweet and emotional but still played up for laughs. I like that scene a lot. Um... But Michelangelo, Robbie Rist, did you see who Robbie Rist was? He was Cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> you don't ah. remember Cousin Oliver because that's the guy who got like, who went up the stairs and never came downstairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I, I thought Michelangelo was the best in this. He's the, he's the one who has the jokes that land. He's the one that shows proper emotion. He's the MVP. Um... So we know he's going to fill in all the rest, all the other meat between those two. Um, I already mentioned Paige Turco in this. Hot. But I'm allowed to say that because I'm a human being who has no connection and emotional attachment to her. In this, the Turtles, who are essentially her fucking brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, they're all... She's like like washing off in like some lake and they're like, whoa, April, swing! And it's like... 
Like like you have a turtle dick? What is happening? Do turtles have penises? Uh, Yes, they do. Alexa, do turtles have penises? Here's something I found from the article Hemipenis on Wikipedia. Hemipenis? Among vertebrates, penises can be found in a variety of shapes, sizes, and structures, such as the lymphatic erection mechanism of ratites and the single vascular erectile body of turtles. Go away. <laughs> don't ever do that again. <laughs> there's okay. your answer. What'd you say? I don't know. But like, yes? that, it, there's just a lot of out of character stuff in yeah. this. And again, I, I, I'm putting that all on fucking Corey Feldman because he's the one. And for the laughs. I know. Just he, to get the laughs. The one thing he does say that's funny is when he calls out the guy looking like Wayne Newton. That was funny. But then that just becomes a bit like he just goes, hey, Don King. Uh, the ruffles. Like, it's just fucking bad. God, Corey Feldman. Almost said something I should not say, and I didn't say it, so I, I won't say it. I don't want to have to edit another portion of the show out. Um, but, and then there's also, like I said, a lot of abhorrent, like, pseudo-racism in this between, like, turtles making offensive noises and not understanding things and Casey treating them a certain way and them just being, like, dolts. Not great. Uh, it was good to see Casey back. Not that other character in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, Turtle CPR. That was Man, something. Man, that was weird. It was creepy. It was really weird. It was really weird. And But the, I will say that the child actor in this. I like Yoshi. He was good. I like Yoshi. He was good. He was good. Um, and him and Raph, the him and Raph stuff that turned me around on Raph. I liked, I liked that. That the, this is my best. Like Raph was so nice and so good mm. inherently, and and this was my favorite portrayal of him as a character. I think. Um, the Me Too and Mikey stuff is like, no, she's waiting for her her boo, man. Yeah. She's waiting for she's waiting to get some of that You're Kenshin a dick. You're a turtle. We know you have a dick now, but come on, man. We um, did that before. Uh, the I just realized the whole movie, like the first one we were talking about, like as a PSA, the whole movie is oh no, guns. <laughs> it's really all this movie yeah. is. Yeah. With uh, bootleg Alan Rickman. Um, oh yeah. Uh, who is much better as the villain in Lethal Weapon Three than he is in this. Uh, Stuart Wilson. He'd probably be my backup MVP because he does do a good job of being, you know. Sure. He's better than Lord Norinaga, who doesn't get to do much, and then and really just gets played up for comedic effect at the end when he's kind of like foreboding, almost like Shredder replacement throughout the whole film. And then he's getting hit with a bell. Then he's getting called Don King. Um, yeah. Getting hit with a cannon. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have a bird, though. Villains with birds. I want my bird. I'm going to make... My destiny on the planet is to make the ultimate, uh, like, coffee table book about villains and their birds. Okay. I'm at two. <laughs> because ultimately, oh, cool, Jay is not a villain. Although, if you're coming from the shark's perspective, he is in Deep Blue Sea. Uh, but I'm going to write a definitive movie bird book. Don't build a hill that you're going to die on <laughs> about LL Cool J and Deep Blue Sea. Uh, I also just remember stuff just being funnier. Like, I remember the hockey stuff being funnier. I remember, like, them going to the arcade being funnier. I remember some, like, the call-outs from the turtles being funnier. And then just stuff just doesn't hit it just doesn't make sense you know turtles in time like the concept of the scepter and how it works and how they like have to get back i feel like it changes all the time 
Like, how the fuck did Michael and, like, how did they get back? I thought that was, like, their window. They only had that little time period. Yeah, the two, two and a half days. Yeah, that was not two and a half days. Or whatever. But then, like, if the time's up, like, how did, like, Michelangelo and that other guy finally switch? Because Michelangelo misses the reach on the first go-around, you know? Like, it just, it makes no sense. And how the, how they, just, no. <laughs> I'm not going to go any deeper in it. No, how, how they what? Well, no, like, they were going to, like, make it, right? Oh, no, they did make it. They make it, and it falls down the well, right? They make another scepter, and then in five seconds, two of the turtles, like, fumble over, and it falls down a well, and then it's revealed that uh, Grandpappy hit it <laughs> because he wanted them to stay. Yeah. Maybe it hurts at Corey Feldman spouting all this science shit. Turtle soup. Yeah, that's real scientific. Turtle soup. Score time. I go first this time? Yep. I have it as a three and a half. I also have it as a three and a half. That's fantastic. It's a wonderful group mind. It's sad, man. I watched this movie so much as a kid. I did not. Well. This is a sad introduction to Turtles in Time for me. Finally, the movie we didn't think we were going to do. TMNT, the animated film in the Ninja Turtles franchise. There's the actual box for you to read. Okay. Nothing on the front. A great family adventure. Fun, fast, and full of charm. Says Moriarty. Ain't it cool news? Yeah, ain't it cool that you can be a movie with one name? Fuck off. (laughs) You just wish you could be mullet the movie reviewer. (laughs) That's true. They're back, and they're ready to kick some show. It's the year of the turtle as everyone's favorite hard-shelled heroes finally meet their match when an army of old foes and ancient monsters under the command of a mysterious tycoon threatens New York. Patrick Stewart, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Lawrence Fishburne lend their voices to this powerful, action-packed thrill ride. There were some shaky moments there. I'll, I'll let that go. Ooh, you'll let it go. I didn't fuck it up. You had some close calls. And I so, did so, not. And some words there. No, I didn't. So You're I never seen this before. Neither had I. And I'd had this built up uh, heavily by Rich and some others who really appreciated this movie for kind of like reinvigorating the Turtles franchise. Um, okay. I'm not one of them. <laughs> I, I I did not enjoy this. I, I enjoyed some parts of it. I don't I think, think it was necessary. I think that they when did, did this something. Come this came out in like 2007. And then and then the other one, then Out of the Shadows and all that came oh, out. Oh, and this came way before. Yeah, yeah. This was, I think Nickelodeon, had Nickelodeon bought the rights to it yet? I don't think so. Um, this came out in 2007, yeah. This movie did something that I found was really, really hard to do with the Ninja Turtles. Bored the fuck out of it. Yes, that's great. It was just boring. I get that the action, so the main thing a lot of people, and Rich specifically, animated films do action sequences better. I don't think that's the case in this. Like, I, I get it. Like, the action sequence, you can understand and see what's going on more because you can draw it as opposed to trying to capture it with a camera and movement or whatever. That's the only thing this movie has going for it. The plot and the story is just 
I liked the animation. Boring. I think it looked okay. It looked okay. It looked like a D tier animation studio. This looked like like this looked like Ice Age if it was made in 1997. You know what I mean? Like it, the animation is fine, but it just the history opening, like setting the story up, right. immediately just it was put me to sleep. And it was and I don't know why people say it's a continuation of the other movies. It's completely different. No, so I get it because they've they so if this is a continuation, they've defeated Shredder. Shredder is gone. Right. Which is what where we leave off the other movies from. There's no Shredder anymore. And they've they've gone their own ways because there's nothing else to do. And we see at the end of the movie there's the scepter there and there's there was something else that was there as Shredder's well. Shredder's helmet was Shredder's there. Shredder's helmet was there. Um, I don't know why they dug it up from the pier. But it's then at the end, Karai is like, you know, uh, a foe she, will return work, to... Right, because they work for Shredder? Yeah, the Foot, yeah, the foot Clan is still... Like, Working Karai for, is like for, the second in command. For dead Shredder. They're just on their own thing. I'm telling you, man, check fraud. They're just, <laughs> they're, no, now uh, at this point, they're into, uh, they're into like... Uh, like junk bonds and like mutual funds, selling those penny stocks. Yeah, exactly, the they're, the, they're the wolves of Wall Street. The the wolves of the mean streets. Um. So, everybody, there's a big the voice acting in this is also what bothers me because everyone is just checked out and collecting that fucking paycheck. Yeah, you better slow your fucking ass down. Oh, don't you talk about Sarah Michelle Gellar? Like that. Oh, so don't talk about her? At all. She's one of my OVPs. No, she's not! She's garbage, oh, Samantha. Oh, no. I love Sarah Michelle She Geller. gives nothing. Like, I'm not saying it's Charlie Sheen and Food Fight bad, but it is nothing. Chris Evans isn't much better. I just assumed Chris Evans was going to kill it as Casey Jones. He's not. They're just, they're just, they sound bored. They're just reading. They don't give anything to it at all. But particularly... Her, because also they have to make April O'Neil like some badass like martial artist now practicing in her apartment. She's got to be involved in the final fight for some dumbass reason. Um, I think she was very bad. You could argue that she's not the worst, but we'll get there. Um, the dialogue is very heavy-handed, specifically the scene with Raphael and Casey when Raphael is doing his what was his like Night Watcher thing. Yeah. Nighthawk. I don't know. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. The Leonardo and Raphael stuff that I talked about is just so tired. Their fight scene, while it looked impressive, don't get me wrong, the action scenes look great because it's animated. It's just, how many times are we going to do this? They're going to challenge each other. They each are going to kind of win. Oh my god, Raphael's Nightwatcher. Who didn't know? Of course we know because we're watching it. But it just, it just, I hate to say it, it just kind of sucks. <laughs> it just kind of sucks. You may be saying, why am I watching a Ninja Turtles movie for the plot? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you have to you bring have something to. to the table. You, ha- you have And some to. shitty little twist that the Patrick Stewart character, and I'm not going to remember his name right now, whatever the tycoon's name was. Winters. Winters. Him just wanting to end his immortality by collecting these monsters that have been released. Sounds fake. But but his but the the evil gods and foes that he had to summon to help kill these monsters don't want to go away, so now he has to stop them. Listen to what how that just sounded. <laughs> 
I think that's accurate. Most yeah. convoluted fucking thing ever. The the story behind it and everything related to the final fight, again, while visually impressive, while technically sound, is just old hat. Yeah. And by the time we get to the swerve, I don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't. I one point I just wrote sigh, whatever. <laughs> it's I was so checked out watching it. Because even stuff that tried to be ridiculous, like the kitchen uh, fight with the, the monster. Oh, that was good. That was set to Black Betty for some reason. No, I loved it. But that it was, was my favorite scene. But it wasn't, it, I thought it was ridiculous in a bad way. It just I thought place. it was great because I just kept singing Fat Betty in my head. Because that little monster just kept eating all the food. And I named it Betty. And that's, that's uh, the end of my enjoyment of this movie. And then I also don't like, so they tried to do, like, oh, the turtles went their separate way, so we have to deal with Leonardo doing his hero shit for way too long at the beginning. And again, I say way too long, this movie's like 87 minutes, and it still felt, this felt like the longest of the four, and I think it was the shortest of the yeah, four. Yeah, and so I tune out a lot of Jillian's television shit. I try to tune out a lot of Jillian's television shows. I know exactly shows, what you're saying. Okay? Like, I try to tune out a lot of Jillian's television shows because I just don't really want to watch the Shanna show and learn about how Shanna rhymes with banana and then her brother's name is Shane that rhymes, rhymes with, with rain. Rain. I don't want to hear any of that over and over and over again. So I tune it out. But some things I listen to, like I watch like Muppet Babies with her and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? I just tune this out out of habit. I did not want to be engaged in this movie. Like my mind knew I didn't want to be engaged That's in exactly this. That's exactly what happened to me. It was like... And she she sat and watched it with us, Jill right? She sat and watched it. She liked it because... It's animation. It's, it's colors animation, in front of her. And she got to eat popcorn while we watched it. She actually, I think she really liked this. She was like, what happened to the turtle? Oh, yeah. She got, like, emotionally attached. She was like, oh, no. Like, so she she, she was into it, which is great. Um, a sign of, of her, you know, engaging with movies on a different level, which is awesome. But I just, like, found myself having to consciously untune this movie out. Mm-hmm. Which... Is all I need to say about yep. this damn movie. I, de- I know exactly. I treated it like one of her shows that I just didn't want to pay attention to because it, I didn't deem it worthy of it. Right. Um, it had a, a, a good voice cast, just like Kevin Michael Richardson, former OVP on the show, but he is a renowned voice actor. Frank Welker again, Fred Tascatore, um, Joe DiMaggio, all guys who, like, if you know voice acting, you know those names. But they had them doing the dumbass... Um, general parts, you know? You got Lawrence Fishburne to literally read a paragraph at the beginning and the end of the movie, is all that he did. Yeah. Patrick Stewart, wasted. Chris Evans, bored. Um, it's just not... Zhang Ziyi as Karai, wasted. Like, no, no spirit. And I don't like the concept of, like I talked about, uh, I didn't get to finish my point, was, like, them doing a little thing, like Michelangelo being like a party... Clown. Ha ha ha. Donatello being like an IT phone technician. Ha ha. Like, fuck off. <laughs> like, it's, this, so we watched, so on this podcast, we have now done all six Ninja Turtle movies. For some reason, <laughs> we, we came out, of, uh, it came out of the box. This, this did. This did. One of, uh, the first one came out of the box. And the, the second one we watched was Stephen Lawley. I nominated it because the first one came out of the box. And we wanted to watch the second one with Stephen Lawley because yeah. of uh, Seamus. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Um, and, and Will Arnett. Pulling cords out of the wall. This was the worst Ninja Turtle movie I've ever seen. And that might be a controversial opinion. 
It may be. But this wasn't, this didn't interest me at all. And I, I, I partially been rich for, for, for getting me excited. Fuck you, Rich. <laughs> Bringing me up on it. Fuck you, Rich. Uh, we I'm gotta, just kidding. We gotta name an MVP. But not really. We gotta name an MVP and an LVP. Uh, well, you seem pretty passionate about... I have somebody else. Oh, okay. But, it's, but I don't know how to do it. So I think Sarah Michelle Gellar, if you're talking value, like, she's the name of this movie, right? Like, her and Patrick Stewart. This was Chris Evans before Captain America, but he's not no name. You get her, I would expect something more from her. So I still ultimately would pitch her. But we talked a lot tonight about changing voices. Splinter's voice was god-awful, and I hated it. Now, the problem is that two different people did the voice because the original actor died. Well, great. Uh, Mako, who is a Academy Award-nominated legendary Japanese actor, um, died, at, I, I think the movie was in post-production, or I don't know exactly what happened. So they got Greg Baldwin to take his place. Yep, great fit. Uh, he was a voice double for him. Uh, so I don't know who's who. So I just want to let it be known that their voices were all very, very, very bad. I also thought that Leonardo was particularly boring as well. Even more so than usual for Leonardo. But what that brings me back to is I think it's Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> Pro- t- prove me wrong. If you want to give it to one of the two splinters, I, I would I would need to know who did what. Because there's a couple of moments where, like, I think the splinter's okay. When he's, like, walking through, when he tells them they're not allowed to go out and fight. And then he comes back through the room and hearing, like, the news report immediately, like, like takes him into his lair and punishes them or do whatever. Um, but then there's other parts, like, the first time he opens his mouth in the movie, I'm like... That's that's Splinter. That just sounds like an an old retired dad from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So, tell me, you drive the boat here. I think that you're wrong. Okay. Um, you gotta convince me then. I am gonna convince you. Chill out. I it's hard to convince you when everybody's named as additional voices. If you're that far down in the cast, <laughs> then it's none of the turtles. You could make a Leonardo case, but I wouldn't make that strong of a case. Because again, if I'm going into a Ninja Turtles movie, I'm not expecting man. I expect a lot of things from James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. No, fuck off. But if you're building it as Sarah Michelle Gellar and that's her performance, she was the worst. Pay- she was the worst April O'Neil we we saw. Maybe. You might slap me in the face. She might have been worse than Megan Fox. Because, at the very least, Megan Fox gave it her all. And this, it just looks like Michelle was bored. Give me my check. Take my headphones off. Peace. Well, you can, you can get the fuck out. I'm still waiting for you to... Uh, you can get out. Prove me wrong. Get out. Um, I, I didn't particularly enjoy, mm-hmm. you're not wrong. <laughs> Look, I think, I think she's a fine actress, but value, 
is not what she brought. Yeah, whatever. Um, and I'm I, I'm putting Chris Evans on blast here too. I don't think he was as bad because at least he had that scene with Raphael that saved him. But again, he didn't do anything special. They just they were them. Yep. They even try. Um, who's your MVP? I don't have an MVP. I have Michelangelo here again as well. Okay. For this one. Uh, Mikey Kelly. I think, again, he's the best part of the movie because he's spirited. He brings me up when he needs to be brought, bringing me up. Um, and, yeah, that, that, for this, that's as good as you're going to get. Okay. Because they didn't, the Patrick Stewart character was stupid. And nobody else really got enough to do, so I'll go with that. I'll go with that guy. And I like the synergy. His name's Mikey. He played a Mikey. That probably helped him. I don't fucking know. I'm talking about Ninja Turtles for an hour and a half. Leave me alone. <laughs> Tell your mother I'm cussing in the house. Shit. What? Um, man, what a weird uh, foursome of MVPs tonight. So your MVPs were Elias Cotillas, Adam Carl, Robbie Rist, and Mikey Kelly. Your LVPs were Michael Turney, Michael McConaughey, Corey Feldman, and Sarah Michelle Gellar. They got more famous as you went along, I guess. I don't know. Um, what else on TMNT? Nothing else. Very disappointed. I was disappointed. Did you ever watch the, the live-action television show? No. With Venus? No. That's only the only way. That's it. the only way you can disappoint me more. <laughs> is he bring that horseshit involved? Oh, it's bad. Uh, score time. Uh, you go I'm gonna first give it a two. Wow, I'm gonna give it a three. I really didn't like it. It just totally made me check out. So overall, uh, if we're gonna put them in order, Secret of the Ooze was number one with a seven point seven five. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two at a five point five. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 at 3.5, and TMNT coming up last at 2.5. I'm actually interested. I want to see. Can I look that up critically? Look up the film franchise and see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in film. Let's see how they're rated on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm hopeful they have like the little chart at the bottom that summarizes it. They're coming out with another animated one. Are they? Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's announced, but it's not, like, official yet. Great. Um, critical and public response. Here we go. For the four. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the most popular one, is the first one at 40%. Wow. Followed up by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Wow. I said I have to go back to that card. Hold on. Let's, so, let's do this officially. Let me go back. That was... 2016, I think. I think Jillian... Oh, yeah, we were pregnant. Yeah, we were pregnant. So I got that one. I just gotta find the other one. Oh, the other one's, I think, the previous year, maybe? I'm looking for it. My big old box of cards. Sequel to House of Cards. Box of Cards. So it's a smaller budget. (laughs) I hate you so much. I really can't stand you. I know, I'm a stinker, aren't I? Just a bit. I'm um, looking for it, looking for it. Oh, yeah, I think we watched the first one at our before we were in our in our house. We were at our apartment still here in Orlando. Okay. So that's 2015. Still digging, still looking. It's coming. I feel it. Hold on. Get ready. It's coming. I know it. Oh, I don't think it was this early. 
Shit, I think I have to go back the other direction. <laughs> You're pot committed. Keep going, keep going. Riveting radio here. Keep going. Let him hear you it's flip through those cards. How many cards do we have in there? A lot. A couple hundred. Yeah, it was not this early. Yeah, it was not this early, so I gotta go back the other direction. So it had to have been in 2016. Yeah, we don't watch them in too far apart from each other. There it is. Found it. Okay. Yeah, we watched the first one in July, and we watched this one in December. Okay. So, uh, so the way that Rotten Tomatoes has it goes Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then Out of the Shadows, then TMNT, then Secret of the Ooze, then Ninja Turtles 3, then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first remake. So we have it as Secret of the Ooze, Out of the Shadows, and Ninja Turtles 1 as a tie. I think it's fair. That's close to this. So the top three is definitive. And then we have... Oh, no, because it says TMNT here. Then we have uh, three and the 2014 remake as a tie at three and a half. And then we have TMNT last. Oh, boy. So a lot of uh, controversial opinions about the Ninja Turtles. But you know what? As of right now, we will never have to talk about the Ninja Turtles on this podcast ever again because we... Until we get... Until that animated movie comes that out. That animated movie comes out and we put our, put a box, put in a box series. Our ribbon series? Our ribbon series. Only if it, only if it connects. That's the only way we'll do it. Uh, which is coming up soon with Mamma Mia. So we are going to get to go back into the box. Thank goodness. After, Been dying oh, to I gotta back. put movies in here. Hold on. Oh boy, mix it up. Recent purchases, Coco, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Hustlers, Good Boys, and Showgirls. Gonna kind of throw those in here. Ooh, this is me, right? I just yep. draw showgirls out of yep. me. So that's over there. You. So just to be fair, I'm gonna go over this pile here. Dig down. Let's see what we got. All right. Oh no. I don't know what this is referring to, actually. What? It's another series. God. But I don't know. I think I only own the second one of the original series. It's we. Oh, we, we, we own, own them. Yeah, that's right. Yours is yours. So, I'd have to double check, but I believe it is going to be a, another trilogy. The Star Trek trilogy. So, Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Star Trek whatever the third one was that we've not seen before. Because I think the only original Star Trek movie I own, is, I own is Wrath of Khan. I don't own any of the other ones. So, it is just Star Trek 1 and 2, but the third one would have come out before would have come out after I made the cards. So I'm just making the judgment call. It's the J.J. Abrams Star Trek Just series. the J.J. Abrams ones, not the other one? Well, no, it'd be the, the three. It's it's the one with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto and those. Oh, I'm so fucking excited, man. You know, you I really movies. love those movies. I cannot wait to do this and talk about them. We just keep running into... I'm so happy, well, though, because I really like them. We're not gonna, we're, the earliest we're going to get to it is February. God damn it. Uh, maybe even late February because I already have a, a schedule planned out because we'll have to do award winners and all kinds of stuff. So Star Trek coming up soon on the podcast. Oh, I can't wait. And then we can talk about Carl Urban. Just Carl. Just get ready for an hour and a half of Carl Urban talk. Oh, he's been in everything lately. He is. Anything else? No, now I'm stoked. No, I'm good. You're about to fall asleep wait, and now you're... I know. I'm, I'm wait, what? halfway asleep. What uh? What color would your bandana be if you were a turtle? I'd be green. <laughs> I'd just be green on green. Green on green. <laughs> green on oh, green. Man. 
Star Trek. Hold on, I'm trying to find Star Trek film. Okay, so the first one is just called Star Trek. Yeah. And then the into second darkness. one is called Into Darkness. What the, uh, what's the third one fucking called? This is driving me crazy. Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. That came out in 2016. That one was directed by Justin Lin, not J.J. Uh, Abrams. So that's why I was getting confused, um, which we've not seen. So yeah, that's be, why. <laughs> there's supposed to be a fourth one that was going to bring back Chris Hemsworth somehow. Um, so like, like Kirk and his dad. like. Fighting. Okay, because when you said that, the first thing I thought of was Thor was never in Star Trek. <laughs> What and are you then, talking about? Also, but then I remember Chris Hemsworth was the dad and... Uh, to start his career, man. That, that's Jennifer, scene. what's her face, was the mom. She went on to be in uh, Once Upon a Time. Oh, I know you're talking about. I don't remember her last name, but yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, and then there's also a spicy rumor out there that before his career is up, Quentin Tarantino wants to write and direct a Star Trek movie. Yeah. They, he said be... he's going to do it after his TV show that he's going to do. He always says weird shit. Thank you for listening to this episode of uh, Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our uh, network of shows. Like we mentioned at the top, arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets. Vote in our 2019 award polls. We'll be revealing those winners after the Oscars. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio, the trivia series. We are in the midst of recording a trivia episode right now. Could be the last one. You don't know. We're in the middle of recording it, and hopefully get it done here very, very soon uh, before we start doing our stack series. Um, MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com, at MarriedWithMovies on Twitter, Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies. And, yeah. Next week will be my birthday episode and Garden State. After that, we got Don John, your nomination. Then our first ribbon-cutting movie, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Then we'll get the Star Trek. Then we got the movie we should have watched, for 2019, whatever's going to win. Then uh, the, the trivia series is up. We'll have to do that movie. we got a lot going on. Why do we plan so many things? I'm sleeping. It's good to be ahead of the curve. It's good okay. to be prepared. Uh-huh. Boy Scout's motto. You were never a Boy Scout. Nope, I was a Tiger Cub. What is that? It's, uh, it's... <laughs> I don't really care. You don't need to tell me. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. It's like introductory I, Boy I, Scouts. I already said I didn't care. But like it's for like when your mom doesn't like want you to leave the Scouts house. Boy Scouts light. It's like you come out and like you make muffins. <laughs> it's pansy Boy Scouts. On the half shell, they're the heroes for In this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime wave is high, with muggings mysterious All police and detectives are furious Cause they can't find the source Of this lethally evil force This is serious, so give me a quarter I was a witness, get me a reporter Call April O'Neil in on this case Hey, you better hurry up, there's no time to waste We need help like quick on the double Have pity on the city, man, it's in trouble We need heroes like the Lone Ranger When Tonto came pronto, when there was danger They didn't say we'd be there in half an hour Thank you for playing Arcade Audio Play more at ArcadeAudio.net